Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Mike. And I'm Christina. Hi, Christina. I'm glad you're joining me because this is another time where our jobs intersect. It's just a little us episode. It is a little us episode. And today we're going to be talking about how to market to middle grade readers. Nice. And I want to start off by saying that I never thought I would say that the middle grade age is a pretty awesome time. I didn't think that then, but looking back, I think it is a really great time because it's that time where you may have outgrown a lot of things like this child, like picture books Mm -hmm. and easy readers, but you're not quite mature enough for young adult topics. And so it's a time where they're discovering themselves, what interests them, and they're ready for a little bit more adventure in their books. As a middle grade author, you're inspiring young readings and helping develop their interests in reading more. So there is a little bit of pressure there. But I know that if you've chosen middle grade as your genre, then you know this and you are ready to make them want to be great readers for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. So how does a middle grade author grab the attention of eight to 12 year olds that they will read their book? How? You don't. Listen, just hear me out. You don't. No, that's the end of the episode. (laughs) That's it. Cut. And that's how you book. What you want to do first is you want to grab the attention of what we call their gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. These are their parents, guardians, librarians, teachers. These are the people who have the credit cards, who have the funds to buy the books. These are the people who generally screen a book before it ends up in the hands of someone who's 8 to 12 years old. Uh Yeah. Uh, They're the ones who are on social media and they're the ones who just ultimately make decisions for your target reader. Right. And it's it's definitely one of those things because if you think about it, most social media platforms, you have to be at least 13 to have an account. Yeah. Or you're supposed to be anyway. You're supposed to be right. There are plenty of them out there that have made up their own age so that they could have a social media account. And like entrepreneurs also who are putting their babies all over the internet. Yes. <laughs> we are not They're passing definitely... judgment, but that is a thing that happens. Yes, it is definitely a thing. <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> so the first thing that we're going to touch base on is your social media. It's something that you want to tailor to catch the eye of these gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely something you want to use wisely. You don't just only and solely want to promote your book because that can get redundant and not necessarily make these gatekeepers, make these parents want to follow your social media or see what you're all about. Yeah, people don't want to just be sold to. Right. And, you know, teachers and librarians, they're not just focused on books. They're focused on bettering the community. Yeah. Yeah. And like learning materials, not just books. Exactly. And that leads me to what I've learned is the 2080 rule. 
Mm-hmm. That's how you make a good burger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The best burger is 20 I don't know what that has to do with this, but I'm glad you brought it up because I've got a hankering for a burger. And now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so what this means in your social media presence is that 20% of the time you want to promote your book. The other 80% of the time is when you want to offer useful content like writing tips for writers of all ages uh-huh. or sharing links that are helpful to teachers and librarians mm-hmm. or maybe even writing your own teaching guide to go along with your book making your own materials exactly and you want to you know talk about your writing process and other things that the teachers and librarians can share with their students that can hopefully inspire you know your target reader of 8 12 years old to want to give writing a try and not not just read but write as well another thing that you would want to do with your online presence is have giveaways geared towards educators oh yeah um our beloved es christensen did this recently um she gave away a copy of her book to a teacher or librarian in every state Yep, and I actually had one of the teachers from New Jersey contact me that she had gotten the book, and she's so excited to read it, and she's a middle grade teacher, so I'm Love really it. looking forward to her feedback when she reads the book, and hopefully she'll introduce that book into her classroom. Yeah, I've definitely heard from a couple teachers who are introducing it into their classroom, because there's stuff to talk about with a book series like The Blameless, and so many middle grade book series, there's just a lot of really quality content, like lessons and learning opportunities for young readers. Right. And also, you know, with these giveaways, everybody loves free stuff. So you're you're going to up your engagement and your interactions on your social media if you're offering something in return. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to who is interacting with your uh, with your social media, because this is your opportunity to connect. It's an opportunity to connect with people that will want to buy your book, will want to, you know, just have your book around and have you be part of their social media presence. Mm-hmm. And this can lead to just way, way more personal ways to promote your book outside of a general post. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, once you've connected with your gatekeepers, this is when you can connect directly with middle grade readers. You've gotten permission. They've opened the gate. They're like, here is my reader now. Exactly. <laughs> so this is your opportunity to connect with the readers. And this is your opportunity to do things like uh, school and library visits because mm-hmm. you get to engage directly with middle grade students. And this can be done virtually or in person. And it's, you know, it's your opportunity to feel like a celebrity because here you are with this book with your name printed on it and you're talking to these impressionable minds and they're seeing somebody who's like, oh my gosh, they've written a book. Yeah, you're famous to them. Exactly. You are famous to them. And this will make them want to read your book even more because now they know who wrote it. Right. Or they maybe they've already read it in class together and they can now be persuaded to like purchase a copy, perhaps. Right. And they'll be open to discussions and they'll be excited to ask you when your next book is coming out. Mm-hmm. No pressure. <laughs> a little bit of pressure. <laughs> Just a little bit of pressure. When you do go to these in-person events, remember again, people love free stuff. So take things with you. Have something to give away. Just like bookmarks. Even lapel pins. I've seen times where authors have gotten lapel pins and you can get them done in small batches and they can be within a, a smart budget mm-hmm. of that as a drawing of your main character. So now oh, these yeah. kids have your main character as a little lapel pin and it reminds them of that book. And then somebody will say, oh, who's that on your jacket? And you'll be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Read their book. Yeah, I think E.S. Christensen has a merch store that has sweatshirts and hats and all kinds of stuff. I've been inclined to buy books before and buy authors I never heard of before because they're like, with this book, you get 
it's signed and here's a hat mm-hmm. oh yeah and i say that for real because one of our last uh book events i got a hat and i wear it when i go out really you know, what book but, uh it's called uh trailer park trickster oh my god <laughs> it is not middle grade okay i heard um wait so yes. does your hat say trailer park trickster on it yes i love and it's a <laughs> It's a black and gray trucker cap, oh my and God. I wear it with pride. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, it's, it's gotten some funny stares, but people ask me. I'm like, it's a book. Look it up. Look it up. Hell yeah, you're like a walking sandwich board. Right, and it's a, it's a really fun hat. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to uh, the library visits and the school visits, uh, it can be really scary to speak publicly, and I say this from experience because it's not something I'm a big fan of. It even took me quite a bit of time to get comfortable recording a podcast. Right, which is like fake public speaking because it's just just you and me, Mike, you know? Right, you know, and we talk all the time, but I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous. It's the observer effect. It happens to everyone. It is, and it's but it's such an effective marketing tool to speak publicly and get out there, mm-hmm. you know? And if I'm a spot public speaking isn't your thing, like it's not mine, make videos. Mm-hmm. These are things that you can share with teachers to show their students and it's something that you can edit, you can redo if you feel uncomfortable about something, you can get other feedback from it, you know, and if you're like me and you set over your words, sometimes you can pause and, you know, refilm, retape, re-record. Or even like a jazzy PowerPoint presentation or like a Prezi presentation. Yeah, anything, anything visual. We are visual creatures. Especially children. Very much so. Speaking of, you know, the visual, one of the things out there, I say, channel your inner Spielberg. Or hire someone to be your Spielberg. Right, that sounds more right. <laughs> yes, but book trailers are a really cool way to get your book out there. And book trailers towards middle grade students is also, again, very fun. It's flashy. It can be 30 seconds. It can be a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you keep their attention long enough and they see your book and they want to know more about your book because you built it up to where, oh my gosh, this book has a trailer, like a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's definitely something that can be a quick and easy way for parents or uh, the other gatekeepers just to show them how exciting the book is. And it's something you can post to your social media, you know, that they can replay and that gets up your view count. And if they say how great your video is, be sure and respond back because those comments back and forth get your social media out there more to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it helps foster those organic connections as well. Right. So I'm going to turn it over to you just for a second, Christina. I want to ask you and I want to put you on the spot. Okay. I, I'm a great public speaker, so I love being put on the spot. <laughs> I know. That's why I knew I could do this to you. But what would you say are some other ways that a uh, middle grade author could promote themselves? Ooh. Okay. So kind of to dig deeper into the like doing library and school visits stuff, I think that if you create a really, really cool presentation. Like if you create your own lesson plan and you jazz it up yourself and you're like, I'm going to come teach them about found family or like, I'm going to come teach them about uh, writing magic or like what I'm just thinking about the blameless right now, then that will help your chances of getting a school visit slot um, rather than just being like, I could come, you know, the specificity with which you approach your marketing endeavors is always a good thing. It can only help you. We already mentioned this, but I'm just going to mention it again. School librarians and teachers have like no budgets, dude. Like they 
They got nothing. Um, they're given mm-hmm. so little, and they have to make do with their own resources and resourcefulness. So any opportunity you have to gift your book to a, an educator, take that opportunity because they deserve it and the kids deserve it. And now that's not going to help you sell books, but it's going to help you get readers, and which is more important. I agree with you 100%. And you know, you given that book, it may make them want to buy that book to give to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of which, in that kind of setting is not all your middle grade events need to be within a school or library setting. You can also have it set up at an indie bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you get the opportunity where you can read some of your book to just anybody of that age or people that may buy the books for that age and have a signing because everybody loves an autograph. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I recently bought Anthony Porowski's cookbook with his little signature in it. And I was like. This is my prized possession now. <laughs> right. You can put it on the highest shelf. Don't touch Don't that. Don't touch it. It's a cookbook. <laughs> no, we're not touching it. If you want to use right. the page, you have to copy, photocopy it. <laughs> I was going to say, take a picture with your phone and put it back. If you get one oil stain on this, it is over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, and as far as it goes to marketing and middle graders, one of the main things you want to be is uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Kids are very honest critics, and they can tell when you're not in your comfort zone. Oh, yeah, and they'll call you out, too. (laughs) And definitely, if sprinkling jokes in here and there isn't your thing, don't do it. Because, you know, they are, they're critics. (laughs) You know, instead of like, you know, trying to be like a jokester with them, whatever else, have some interactive games for them to take part in. You know, give them a craft to do. You know, if your book has any illustrations in it, get that illustration printed out and, you know, Set over like whether you want to do like a coloring station or something like that. And if that's not quite mature enough for them, you know, you can find other things to do, like making a bookmark. Yeah. And my last tip is like, I am thinking right now, and actually, like most of the middle grade authors that I've worked with have a middle grade reader in their life. Like we mm-hmm. worked with SPO Farrell, author of the uh, Simone LaFray series, and he was writing. Um, inspired by his middle grade niece. Um, yes, Christison has many children. I assume that at least one of them is of a middle grade age. I don't know why you would choose middle grade unless there's a middle grade person that you really love in your life. So like, go ask them. Is this lame? Like, what do you think? How, how should we do this? Because what was cool when you were in middle grade isn't necessarily as cool for middle graders now. Yeah, like I was just thinking like, well, how did I pick books when I was 12? Oh, yeah, I went to the library and I just grabbed them off the shelf because I wasn't allowed to use the internet because it had only been invented yesterday. (laughs) Exactly. And that Scholastic Book Fair did a lot for me in middle grade and what books I was reading and wanting to pick up. Yeah. I did recently learn that they're not very interested in stocking non-scholastic books. So that's not, don't put that on your marketing plan. They don't want your book, unfortunately. Finally, you just be yourself, be genuine, get out there and just have fun with it. And like I said, get through those gatekeepers first and just try your best. And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by me, Michael Hardison. Our logo was designed by me, Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com.